All right, I hope everybody has their Bibles out because <laughs> you're going to need them for this. I'm going to like, I'm probably, I don't know how long I'm going to rant about this. Heidi has no idea. I have no, no idea what's what happening. Here. You have me kind of nervous. I had a thought. That's always And scary. it's nothing new. It's nothing that I figured out or I'm something special or something. Brandon like claims full credit to this thought. He says yep. that no one else has ever put this together, whatever it may be, because I've never. Ever, idea. yeah. Like, people are going to go, yeah, duh, I know this. <laughs> okay, what you anyway, thought? I was, You're killing I me. Just, I was thinking about it, and uh, Revelation 3.1 kept going through my head today. Uh, I'll go ahead and read it. I, I was going to say, I'm trying to turn in my Bible. Not 3.1. Well, then I yep, would It's 3.1 and 2. Okay. I'm in 2. Okay. Heidi's Heidi's Okay, turning. I'm there. All right, so... To the angel in the church in Sardis, write the words of him who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works and you have the reputation for being alive, but you are dead. Wake up and strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have not found your works complete in the sight of my God. All right. So what Jesus is telling the church in Sardis here is he's telling them that they're spiritually dead. This church is spiritually dead. I was like, you know, there is no better definition to that in this in the American church today than a spiritually dead church. Yeah. We have absolutely zero spiritual discernment nor do we come at this in any kind of spiritual way. So I was sitting here thinking, and I was like, you know what? No wonder we have problems like this NAR movement that's coming in Bethel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, no, no wonder that we have this new age creeping into the church and people yeah. fall. If it's not, if it's not what's coming into the church, it's people falling away to the new age. Yeah. And Which even that's a hard line because it is becoming so mixed, you know. We or know people just losing faith altogether. Right. We know that you have to be spiritually dead to then think you have lost faith and fallen out of the faith. Right. A spiritually but, but none of us does none not. of us are spiritually discerned. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not something that is is taught we don't really um you know we we don't teach that it's the the holy spirit that gives you understanding to his words and these mysteries hebrews 4 12 tells us that the word of god is living and active that it also it discerns the thoughts and intentions of our heart what does that mean? That means scripture knows the word is alive and the word of God knows how you're coming about scripture, how you're going about it. If you're trying to get something out of it, if you're trying to, but we don't, we don't teach this. This is all spiritual understanding. And once we're sealed, you know, once you, you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the one that leads you and guides you through Absolutely. this word to understand it and to make a lot of things in life. In in your everyday, um, you know, your just your everyday walk. A lot of the stuff makes sense. 
and you need that. But we do not have that whatsoever, and it completely shows, like I was saying, not only in the church now, because the church is, you know, spiritually dead. We're there on on the surface in in many ways, obviously, but at the heart of it, we are completely spiritually dead. And if we're not, we're completely, we're, we're sold to deceptive spirits. That's, that's the other side of it. And that's where this, this spiritual discernment and this fact that we, the church is just literally dead is the root to a lot of these problems. I mean, we have to have spiritual discernment and we have to know you know we can't operate in this life without it yeah. because we fight spiritual battles these things are real these spirits are real there's many spirits we talk in first john four he says do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. So we, I mean, we have we have a spiritual battle everywhere we look, yet we have no idea how to fight it or no idea what to look for. Then these people are getting into getting into the church, and then you see this thing happening, like with um, Hillsong and and mm -hmm. and Josh Harris, you know these these things that these people are claiming that they're falling away. It's like you were not worshiping a true. You did not have spiritual discernment, and you weren't worshiping a true true spirit to begin with. Well, because I think even just this idea of what is spiritual discernment. How do I have? How do I test the spirits? Like I think this whole idea just seems overall it is it's, very it's, foreign. It's foreign to us, and we don't know. But yet, how to it's do in it. scripture all over the place, which I find is interesting too. There's so many of those things that are so far removed from our modern Western church today, but yet they're heavily spoken of in scripture. So how do we do it? How? Yeah. What is the mystery of how do you get it? Yeah. Well, you have to read the Bible. Because I mean, that's literally you have to read yeah. God's word. What? You you have to. You <clears throat> do you want to achieve it? You want to get Sunday it. At you want to get the big mystery. You want to get the you know. You want to be so spiritually deep and woke. Read the Bible. Yeah. And pray first because it is real. And that's the problem is people say you know oh yeah read the Bible. No no like it comes alive. It is alive. It doesn't come alive. It is alive. But it comes alive in your life and it and it 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 changes. It splits. And it, and it looks vastly different from the world. So if you don't see things that are completely split in changing, that's your first spirit that you want to discern. You're like, maybe I need to, to be careful of this one here. Maybe I'm not following the right one. And your first key to that is not being rooted in God's word and knowing what it says. We have no... This goes back to the problem of biblical literacy. We have no biblical literacy. So that's why our channel and part of our home church stuff, we've been basically, and I noticed that this week too, that Costi Hen is doing the same thing. It's that's this, so funny. this Christian life, like yeah. how to do this. It's like this 101, like how to live this life without, mm -hmm. you know, making it legalistic and a set of rules. Because no, it's not legal. A whole set of rules, but there's a whole lot of things that you have to 
to understand and you have to be able to to discern but the first the first part of that is think about what hebrews says what i just read in hebrews about the word of god discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart do you think that when you pick up your bible do you seriously think that this thing right here in front of me that this is alive Mm -hmm. and this will speak to me Mm And but this every thing, time I pick it up. but every time I pick it up and yep. open it up, this is investigating me, and it's and it's discerning my thoughts and my intentions of why I picked it up and what I want to do. Do you think, think about you that? that way. That's crazy. If you do, you yeah. we don't. We just pick it up and we read it in vain. Yeah. We read and we'll pick a couple verses out of it and we'll just say, you know, this is what it means. Are you so sure about that? Because it's a pretty thick book, and, and it it's alive, and it's and there's and the spirit of the Lord is in it, and it's and it's looking, and it wonders what you're coming, what your intentions are coming at it. Are you coming to worship me? Are you coming to get something from me? Are you? What is your intention? So that's your first part of understanding. I think your first key in getting spiritual discernment is understanding that the Lord is the only one that can give you, give it to you. And you have got to be willing and you have got to come at it completely humble and, and just let him guide you through it and not have some agenda, some anything funny enough. A lot of times it still will align with, you know, things that you've always believed your whole life. You'll, you'll under, it'll make sense. It'll come alive to you. Things, it's like they were in black and white and then right. they come into color and you're like, right. Oh it's my not, gosh, it's not your truth. It's not something, it's, this isn't for, you know, to you like, Hey, this is written to you about your life and everything in here is about yeah. you. No, that's not the way it works. However, you'll realize that you had a lot more knowledge about life and the way that things went and worked than you than you thought you did. And you realize that that was the Lord pursuing you the whole time. So this is that's your first step on undoing it is just humble yourself enough to want to learn and to want to follow and to want to do these things and not try to get something out of it or try to try to prove something or or be frustrated or just try to make yourself feel good. I mean I mean, it's it's a great book to do that. I mean, it, it's that's the only thing that you do to make yourself feel good. But are you well, going? It's, are, you are you going, going into it just to trying it just to, to be try? Made. Yeah. Are you using it as your your personal empowerment guide? Like exactly. that's not that's the big that, difference. You can't do that either. So you've got to you know you've got to come at it completely humble and let the Lord give to Amen. you what He will give to you, and He will give you something. Every single day, you just have got to ask and be willing. Um, yes, for the people that are are just tr- that are just that are new and that are just finally understanding and finally starting to get the veil removed from their eyes, and they're finally starting to say, "Yes, I want all these things. I know all these yeah. things. Where do I begin?" <laughs> you know, sure, I mean, yeah. like it's just. You know, like, I agree with what you're saying, but just let help me out. Let the Lord guide you honestly through it. It does not matter where you start. 
There's places that I wouldn't start, but there's places that I. I mean, yeah, I don't know if I would go dive straight into Leviticus yet. Well, but. when I started, when I was like, "This is ridiculous," I've been a professing Christian you my whole life, Genesis. and I've no, no, Didn't no. You? When I was like, "I'm going to read the whole Bible cover to cover," I went ahead and I started in the New Testament. Oh, that's right. And I read the Gospels. I read through the whole New Testament first, and would just Google stuff and look stuff up that I was like, "Wait, what the heck is that?" Or you know, different things. And then I went back and I read the Old testament and i felt like understanding like way way worlds more than i ever did you know with that information of the new testament and then going back to the old testament it was like okay i feel like i'm comprehending a lot more of this but i'm also noticing with the kids for our homeschool we're doing three chapters a day one chapter old testament one chapter new testament and then a psalm Doing the Old Testament with the New Testament, like every day side by side, mm -hmm. I'm actually really digging it. It's fun, yeah. Yeah, like doing that like side by well, side. Like it's interesting when you read them side by side together like that. You it actually makes it feel like the the new with the New Testament. It it makes so much in the Old Testament come alive, mm -hmm. and it just makes you can recognize so much of the New Testament in the Old Testament. Yep. Because um, I felt like when I read that, yeah. the New Testament and then read the Old Testament, I was like, oh, yeah, that was such an, and I was constantly flipping back. But then doing it like literally chapter by chapter, side by side is just like worlds more, I think. Yeah, it is. But then it's I think fun. something you did like with the kids where you just started by reading through the Psalms and doing a Psalm a day mm -hmm. to get in the practice. If this isn't what you do, if you're not in God's word every single day which I don't know why we wouldn't be. And I've even seen great teachers go, well, you know, just try at least most days to be in God's word. No, you have to read no, every, every single, single day. day. No, you there is no to. try. This but, is Yoda. There is no try. Yeah, you have to. So I think if you're not in the habit of doing it, sometimes reading a psalm a day or a couple psalms a day or whatever, just to get yourself in that well, habit, I think that's is a great why, start. And that's why I started doing the psalm a day too. Is exactly. Because it's a great place to start because it develops your your spiritual maturity. Yes. You learn how to talk to God. You learn yep. how what to ask for, what not to ask for, <laughs> what to do. I mean, it, it's great. It, you can yep. learn great instructions from the Psalms. Oh, you absolutely. really can. And if you and that was kind of my angle that yes, the the Psalms are many things, but. I think one thing that I have not seen many people do is take the Psalms and make them direct application. Sure. And not, in a, just poetry not, and not in a crazy that I'm David, you know, way <laughs> where I'm all of a sudden a warrior poet or something. But no, no that's not, that's not, not how like this that. works. But it is great instruction and in, in, a, it's almost like a, a, a field guide of, yeah. of how this works and, and who God is. Yes, and and you learn and prophecy, which there's oh, yeah. there's so much of. cool stuff because you'll you'll read stuff in there and you'll go, wait a minute, that sounds Way like Jesus, and you're like, yes, that is Jesus, <laughs> and Jesus fulfilled that in Absolutely. the New Testament. So that's a great great place to start. Um, you know, is obviously there's things in there that do not apply. There's actually a couple things that that are kind of very rough to read, and you're like, yeah. I wow. I don't, I don't think know I how, like this. I really don't know how to explain this. So, I mean, which we'll get to those in our studies uh, part, but but that yeah, I mean, I think that it's the it's a great place to start and yep. and to to learn. 
But after that, you start to grow in spiritual maturity. And it was actually a comment that John MacArthur had made about modern music that set me off on this whole thought process. And I've had thought, you know, I've been in it for weeks. But he said, he's like, I guess most of this, when he was speaking of Hillsong Bethel and, you know, all these, you know, this music, elevation music. Um, he's like, I guess one of the reasons why most of this annoys me is he goes, there's no spiritual depth to it. I'm paraphrasing his words, but it was That's essentially, essentially what he said, what he said yeah. but it was that there's no spiritual depth to it and it annoys me. And he's like, any Christian that is spiritually discerned and listens to this should be irritated by this music because exactly. it should be like when I, when Travis and I both write and this is in no way haters a praise on me I am not I have no spiritual superiority complex neither does Travis but we don't I mean I don't at all I don't think I'm any better than anybody else but I am in the word every day I do do this for me I do um I, I attempt to live this righteous lifestyle, and I and and I do. Yeah, every um, day's actions it's have not, to be weighed it's by not this. It's not a self praise by any means. Does that I I fall, I sin, I'm a horrible person. Don't yep. think that that's not true and still true. Um, but that's not my goal. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. that's not like that person. I'm that 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 thing that disgusts me about it. But uh, looking at this this music and stuff you should be able to look at it and go what mm -hmm. this is like this is offensive not only is this stupid but this is offensive well and that was kind of macarthur's point on the thing where he goes if you are listening to this music and you feel that this music is what is feeding well, you and giving you all of this that yeah, should be a cause for issue. concern yeah and that's what but you know and he was saying it just it's it's irritating because you read it and you can tell it's just a huge lack of of biblical knowledge and discernment yeah. is is what that and I was like, dude, I never thought about that. Yep. I don't know why I didn't like think of it that way, but I mean that made me think of yeah. So I mean, most people who are in that, I do have to apologize. Listen to that, and and they hear somebody come off and say that this music is horrible and demonic, and they're like, what? They're you yeah. know they're they just short circuit, yeah. and they think you're attacking them. I'm like, man, I, I apologize. I understand that you're not ready for that right away because yeah. you need to understand that this is spiritually lacking. Even though you think that it's you feel like this, this is a problem. But it it can it sounds good on the surface, and it sounds good to you, and even the lyrics, even you know, um, arranged in a certain way, it makes you sound like, well, what could be wrong with that? Mm -hmm. Just because the way that they're put, and you you don't understand that I understand. And thanks to MacArthur making that quote, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. I guess I didn't think that way, and I I, I just assume that everybody should be that spiritually discerned and should sure. be able to understand that when you read that, you're like, no, 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 no. And most people's question is, well, even if it is a little off, what's wrong with still just listening? You know, what if it makes yes. me? Well, that question is also <laughs> spiritual discernment. And that is you learn that and you grow in, in, in that too. But the, these things, they cannot be from 
you know, just a warning perspective, I can't warn you enough about the music and the teachers and all of this. This is apostasy, all of it. Yeah. And it is garbage. And these people that teach them, they are wolves in sheep's clothing. There's, there's innocent people caught up in it. There could be even good... There, Well, I know there is good, innocent teachers that got caught up in these that they themselves fell or walked away from spiritual discernment and, and followed the path and, and strayed from the path. And now they're caught up in this nonsense as well too. But this this is and there. So like I said, there's many people that are that are caught in it that we pray for and that we love and that we you know is 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 a body that we want to pull and snatch out of this. Absolutely. Um, but it cannot be something that's tolerated or something that's even spoken of kindly, because these these teachers that know better, these willing willing uh these teachers that are willing to <clears throat> just completely lead others astray for the sake of popularity fame and money yeah and i mean well it's one of those things like i'm not lying to you if i don't tell you that like i ended up spending 500 dollars on something i shouldn't have today because if you don't directly ask me hey honey did you spend money on something today that you shouldn't have then i'm technically not lying right but i feel like so often you see that where you see a lot of people it's like there there are some people who are blatantly out there preaching just nonsense but then there's a lot of people who just don't ever technically touch on that subject you know what i mean so it's like it's not that you're saying anything against scriptural truth but you also never go over to the stuff that's really important which scripture is very clear on the level of importance you just kind of just kind of leave stuff out there well, it's still not doing what you're called to do as a man of God. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you didn't blatantly stand there and lie to your congregation yeah, no, and, about it. And but because you of also, James 3, 1, we yeah. know us teachers are going to be judged with 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 more, more strictness. Yeah. So knowing that, and that's where paul talks about seared conscience mm -hmm. i mean you just don't care if you know that now you, now you just don't care yeah and i see flagrant abuses of this and most of it is in those those types of of churches and pastors that um that it's in and these you can tell that they just do not care no stephen furtick talking about his kids 500 dollars shoes that he oh has oh my gosh from the pulpit. You do not care. You are standing in your You pulpit. are afraid of nothing. No. Because how and, you I mean, could... that's, that's, that's not even the half of it. That means no, half that's of the one very that he's done small, that show his small. Little, that is no fear yeah. or a seared conscience for what he's doing. Yeah. And I've listened to his stuff when he first started. I he's I, I really from his education to where he went right he just went straight into apostasy. Yeah. That was what that was his intention the whole time. He got a great education. I mean, whatever. I don't want to turn this into him, but um it, it's just it's a shame and these teachers like this, they they it is garbage. What they what comes out of their mouth is absolute garbage. Yeah. But I understand that there's people that are caught in these 
But then people just get so upset when you call it that because, again, the lack of spiritual well, discernment. The if you had discernment, they, you right. wouldn't be offended when somebody calls these things garbage because you'd be there understanding, hey, I just discerned this. This is garbage. Exactly. why they're, And that's why there are, I mean, we do, thank God, our church, we are blessed with members that do have this. Absolutely. It's definitely something that it's, I, I definitely teach because... It's important. It's the, mo- it's the most important thing. Well, and we live in an age of deception. And people, so many people nowadays, young people, people our age, question these things. Yeah. Well, how do you know? Yeah. Well, how do you know that this is what you believe? Or how do you know that this is the right way? Or I just tried that, but uh, how do you know? It's like spiritual discernment and spiritual maturity will... Will literally will take, take you care there. of this for you. It will take care of all of it, and you will have no question. Yep. But that's not taught. We don't yeah. know that. We don't know how to do that. No. Because we are spiritually dead. We were we were taught a spiritually dead gospel. Most of us were. That's where. It'd be, yeah. and, and most teachers over the past most big name teachers not that there wasn't good ones sure but heck if we had you know if we had more people listening and more teachers actually out there teaching and preaching what they should be we would have gone in a little bit different direction yeah but we haven't and well the the current condition of the church cannot be this way because it's full of spiritual discernment and just a spiritual fire within the body of Christ. Like it could it, that doesn't work. There's hate, no way it could be in that state. I hate either people to walk away from or be lost in this due to a lack of knowledge, a lack of spiritual yeah. knowledge because of a dead gospel that's been preached yeah and that's what's so hard because so many people that are walking away that they want nothing to do with it you know we saw it in the samson and the um harris and all this other stuff and the things that they're upset and hurt by we see this in our own family you know but the things that they are hurt and upset by and the reasons why they're like i'm done i'm out of here you're like that's not even that's not that's, even your problem right. isn't with god yeah. your problem isn't with the bible your problem isn't with jesus your your problem isn't even with christian life and living for christ that truly isn't your problem nine times out of ten your problem is that the nonsense that you were led to believe it is, is so far from the truth. But again, we had put, we place no emphasis on spiritual discernment that when somebody started teaching you that, you would have been like, whoa, 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 hold the phone. I don't think that's right. And you know? that's one thing that I take into um, account. And that's why you I change. I mean, that's one of the reasons why you changed the name of the channel to Heavenly Minded Homeschool as a yep. blurred minimal- minimalist. Yeah. Because, because minimalist, yeah. because that gets in that clicky, groupy thing that can turn people uh, completely away. And so can homeschool. Sure. It's oh, a yeah. lethal combo. That, what Paul Washer so, has to say Paul about homeschooling within yeah, the Christian I mean, community. It's, it's, yeah. It's the, the homeschooling community and this minimalist community in yep. Christianity can both be a lethal mix. Absolutely. So have discernment, people, and all of that, too, or understand that, you know, not all of that was correct. Because... Yep. Minimal, it's not even in the, the, there's legalism and minimalism and it's ridiculous. There's absolutely nothing wrong 
with with living a, a Christian life with things and going out and purchasing and things and having them. There's nothing wrong with that. So anybody that tells you that you're that you need to be like that one movement that's like uh, what's it called? Um, I don't know. They purposely oh, the, like the Christians that yeah, per, that, the it's the poverty gospel because the po- there's the gospel, prosperity gospel yeah, the po- and then the poverty, the poverty gospel. gospel. Yeah. I'm like, gosh, good gosh, that's the other side of it. Yeah. I mean. You as a Christian are probably leaning more to that side than the other side. Right, yes, of but. Course, but that's. <laughs> but. I, but I, well, of course, I think that's where every line, you know, between left or, it, you know, in this country, left yeah. issues and right issues, you know, we all like you're probably going to lean more, more towards toward the right, conservative but, side. But, but I'm, I'm not saying I'm you not need saying to identify I'm as conservative. Yeah, because um, we do not. <laughs> No, but what were we talking about? The how the legalism and minimalism, and that's why I we, got off completely on. I now I remember the minimalism thing, but I got completely off on that thought with what you just said. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, back to the. I mean the um, the the minimalism and homeschool thing. I mean those both can be those those are in no way should be anything that turns you away because you feel like there's some sort of weight that you have to do this minimalist thing or you have to to do this homeschool month. Both of these are spiritually mature decisions that you have got to come to yourself and be ready with. Absolutely. And the Holy Spirit will lead you through that in a process. Yeah. It is. It's, it's a process that's ever refining. We're still trying to figure it out. We haven't figured it out. Yep. Um, will he, will it look the same for everybody? Absolutely not. Um, it's just what ends up occurring due to spiritual maturity. You realize that these things are nothing. You want less things. You don't, there's nothing that's holding you back from having, you just don't want them. Well, I mean, yeah, you're broke, but, um, you know, you just don't want them. You don't need them. You don't care about them as much as you used to because your, your spirit, your maturity level is somewhere else it, yeah. it's it's a lot higher um but it, it it's it's a process it doesn't make you look arrogant on anybody and it doesn't make you judge anybody because it looks different for everybody yeah it really so. does i mean heck you might have a super nice car and a super nice house that was either gifted to you or given you know or and is there anything absolutely not is there anything wrong with having decorate? Absolutely not. Is there, you know, there's nothing. It's just when you turn these things into idols. But spiritual maturity will not let you, will not let you do that. But you, in order to get that, goes back to what we said or what I said at the beginning when I said that this boils down to Hebrews four twelve with discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So going at it with that, realizing that the intentions that the, the whole, you know, what, what are you trying to get out of it? What are you trying to do with it? Are you letting, letting it lead you through it? And are you, are you letting it make those discernments for you? So I think it's definitely a verse that, and, not just a verse, but just the end of it there. Just that discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Just, you know, 
underlie that and think about that. Because we go up to the top and it says that it's living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing. The division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. This comes into you, and this, like, everybody has their Saul the Paul moment. Because it's, it pierces, it divides, it's, it does some crazy stuff. I don't know what that's going to look like for you. But I can guarantee you that it's it's stuff that you're just like, I I, I don't know. There's no other way. I, I even you don't control it. You you know that it's sure. not. You, you sit there and you're just like I don't even know what happened. I'm in my own body. I'm well. I'm fine. But I cannot believe that this just worked out this way or that. I said this or this situation, you know, these, sure. these, these things will happen and you're just like, this is that division and the piercing and the Holy Spirit leading and working through you. Um, and then just, um, just remember that we have to be in order for it to do all those really cool things. We need to make sure that we have our thoughts and intentions and our heart in line with it. And we need to make sure we do it. So, like I said, the great, the the best place to start for just beginning trying to do it, we're going through the Psalms, doing just quick Psalm a day. Um, everybody should be, though, in the Word multiple times throughout the day shouldn't just oh, be once. Yeah. But it should be something that you need to go to like water, not something that it's a chore. Oh, I got to check. Like, like that I just don't have time. No, that you can't live without. Or like you have your verse of the day on your phone so you can pop it up real quick and like read it and be like, okay, I can check that off today. You know? Yeah, like, like it's some sort of, it yeah, done. like it's some sort of annoying. They're like, yep, read scripture today. read my verse of the day. That counts, right? <laughs> right. Well... Well, but do you want to do you want to leave that fate up to? Okay, well, let's just throw ourselves out there and share that with the kids when we would sit down to do Bible and we start getting attitudes. And even my kids aren't like these perfect little children who Absolutely come running not. out and skipping school. And if we've ever school. made that, and I'm sorry for making that assumption, it, that's why I share our vlogs that, because yeah, you, you like you all. see the chaos going on. But we have to deal with this in training our children up too. So today, when we're trying to get going, right, it's Monday, we're trying to get going with school and get stuff done, and we did our family Bible, which is five chapters through the Psalms right now, and then it was time to sit down to do school Bible, which is three chapters, Old Testament, New Testament, and an additional Psalm. Well, all of these scriptures are scriptures that the kids have read before, because we've read through nearly the whole Bible in just our family Bible study, plus stuff that we've done in the past few years for school. But now we're doing this solely Bible-based homeschool plan and digging deeper into scriptures. And so when the kids sat down and after family Bible, they went to get up and I was like, no, 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 we're going to go straight into Bible for school so we can get stuff done and, you know, be on time. I'm trying to be a little bit more orderly with their schedule and our kind of just like daily rhythm. We start getting, do we have to right now? Can I just go play? We can do it later. I've already read that, you know, type of a thing. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If I said you could play video games right now, 
would it matter that you've played that game before? Would it matter this? Would it matter that? You know what I mean? Like all of these things wouldn't matter if it was play video games, go swim in the pool, go right. play with Legos, watch something so on TV. Yeah, like there, there literally would be no issue. I've already watched that movie. We watched that yesterday. Do I really have to do that right now? That wouldn't be your heart about that. But it's not just the kids that do it. We do it too. Oh, and that's a huge issue. Don't do. Yeah, and I, I thought I said that at the beginning, but do oh, not yeah, think I that saying, I do not do this as well but when i was talking about you know being spiritually mature i physically can't live without going to this yeah i find myself stumbling into this when i don't want to yeah even when i don't you know i'll begin reading something and then it'll have because anything that i read is always something to do with you know something biblical um if it's not a news story which again i think the news is yeah is all i think scripture. there's a lot of biblical but again but, that's a discernment um, can you go through your day without seeing a connection to scripture no, in everything no. you see and i and i can't go so anyway that being said going from the new takes me back to scripture and i read and then you just end up going through so i end up stumbling upon it even when i don't feel like it and then you get that, like, ah, I'm sorry, I did not want to, you know, I don't feel like it. I'll sit down here and try to do, you know, I'll try to do a couple recordings, and I'm like, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. I literally do yeah. not want to do anything. I don't feel like reading. I don't feel like, yeah, I don't, don't want to do it right now. I don't want to do it. I can I, sit here on YouTube and watch baseball videos for four hours straight, but, but I don't want to do this, right? That's easy to do. Um, it's real, and it's it's really difficult not to get working too. I mean, um, hurting, you know, being in pain a lot that can get you very very distracted easy. And being somebody who suffers from it, I can't tell you to suck it up and do it because I don't. I, I don't. Some days I just give up, and that's fine don't don't you're gonna have bad days you're gonna have days where you don't understand anything you're like i like you still feel you know you still have your connection to the lord but you're like i don't know anything like the only thing that i know is the the that that jesus is god and that's it you know other than that i don't know what i'm doing here i don't know what the purpose of my life is i don't know why you know i don't I don't have the answers to any questions and I hate more than I love. You know, I have those days too. Yeah. Um, sometimes more often than not, you know. Yeah. It just depends. Um, so don't think that those don't come because they do, but don't let those, don't think that those days uh, judge who you are and Absolutely what you're doing because yeah. they don't. Those those days just prove that you're just human and you need a savior. Um, that's all that those days prove. And you don't need to beat yourself up over it. But you can't be... You need to be able to pick yourself back up, wake up the next day, and do better. Yeah. And if you don't, again, if you have two days, okay, that's fine. But this does not something that becomes a habit. Because you won't be able to 
live without going to it. You won't be able to function without going to it. Being that spiritually discerned and, and being that strong in the Lord. But so, like I said, you'll fall. Don't worry about it. It's normal. It's normal to, this is where the only normal questioning is. And the only questioning is that should be about it is, am I doing the right thing? Am I going the right, am I following the word? You don't question the Lord. Because then you violated Hebrews 4.12 already. Yeah. Because you came this intention not believing in the first place. So you don't think that you're not going to understand anything of this. And this isn't going to make sense. Nor is this type of lifestyle going to work for you if you're coming at it from a completely just vain standpoint. Like, oh, this is what I have to do, so I do it. Mm-hmm. You're going to end up hating it. You're going to end up sour, and you can't do that. So that's, you, you, you can't do that. You have to be careful of that. But, um, you know, just making sure that we stay rooted in in this and not letting it consume our complete being heck even if half a day is bad try to make the other day the other part of the day better if not okay don't think that don't think that you've fallen two points on the spiritual scale down yeah. you know and god doesn't game love over. You so much. Like, game over, like, it, th- there's no scorekeeping here, right? Like, you don't lose five points for today and gain ten points for tomorrow. You have zero points to start with. Yeah. <laughs> so, you don't, you know, and, and he doesn't give any out because he already paid everything. He already gave you all the points that you need. So, uh, just don't let those get you. And then if you just, like you said, you just don't understand it, just don't let that define every day for the for the for a long period of time just suck it up and realize and understand and identify that you're having a bad day that's the most important thing that's i guess that's a i guess that's the second part of of growing in this new spiritual discernment is is understanding what a bad day is and understanding that hey i'm not in my right mind today i'm being attacked by the enemy I'm not in right I'm not thinking the right things, Lord. I'm not I know sure as heck I'm not doing the right things because everywhere I turn I screw something up or I'm yelling at somebody or I'm just you know, I'm slipping wherever I turn, I'm just slipping. Yeah. You know, so understand that you're not in your right mind and that you are that horrible wretched person that needs that savior today. Say, I just need Jesus today because today's the day that I need Jesus yeah. to forgive me because it's it's an off day. And those are okay because those do happen. But like I said, they can't, they can't define. But acknowledging what they are and saying, yep, I know I'm, my, I'm not my right mind today and pray and say, Lord, I know I can't be like this. I can't let this define me. Please pull me out of this rut. It may you won't feel better right away, even. But you know what? Guess what? Sleep on it. You'll feel better tomorrow. I, I promise you. And if you don't, repeat. It won't. It won't last. 
It won't be a long stretch of time. It'll be, you know, you might go through your funk. Don't, don't sin in your funk. But like I'm saying, realize that you're in your funk and realize what that is. And realize that that's why you need Jesus. Because of that moment right there, your weak moments. Understand that those moments, guess what? Those are the moments that he's using to shape bigger moments for you. I feel like Furtick right now. I do, but he does. He uses those moments when you're down to shape larger things for you in, in larger, easy, better perspectives and better ways to go about things and look at things. And although that you sat here and you did absolutely nothing for two days or you, you know, or whatever it may be, you did something and you produced something that was pleasing to the Lord that takes care of anything that you, you know, I mean, that should just be your, um, just th that, that should be the, the result Absolutely. of the spirit. Um, so, so just know what it is and you can accept the fact that that's what it is. But you don't accept the fact that you want that to be part of you and you keep going in that direction. Yeah. You don't want that to be a part of you. you. You let that. You don't beat yourself up, but you're upset. And you're like, dude, I just can't today. And I'm really upset that I can't. Yeah. That's healthy. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up, but just be like, gosh, I wish that today was not a, a, a day in the flesh. You know, maybe, and maybe it will change right away. Don't expect it to, like I said, but but just be okay with it. Let it roll. And then I think like, um, you know, like Jesus said to Peter, strengthen your brothers. Go back and strengthen somebody. Strengthen yourself. Absolutely. Strengthen your, your knowledge in Christ and grow. So I guess that's the second step. I won't, I don't know, not that there was, I don't know. I went through many different points on this on this podcast i'm <laughs> had a lot on my heart i guess in this thought you just need to dump it all i just needed so if there's any area it. that he just threw at all of you that you were like brandon please talk to me more about this point specifically yeah let me know just let us know i just exploded a bunch of stuff out of my heart there because I just, I realized this, and like I said, it's not some new, like, you know, I didn't just uncover some Brandon's new mystery. the only one to come up yeah. with spiritual discernment. Yeah, really, like, oh, Mark yeah, like, words, nobody's guys. ever said that this, the church in America is dead. Like, yeah. you know, the church, we're spiritually I mean, dead. Or that, it, but... or that professing Christians are, yeah, yeah. only Jesus. <laughs> um, no, that's not what I'm saying, but I just, I, I linked it more towards, um, you know these things that are the these these false apostasy. You know, or fa false, false apostasies. apostasies. Yeah, wish no, I wish it was a false apostasy. Yeah. That was a Brandonism right there. You're welcome. It's been a while, I think, since one of those. <laughs> since we um, caught one, anyways. Yeah, since I caught one, that's true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like Heidi said, if I need to clarify more, let me know. But go. Do our uh, our psalm study with us. Um, if you're caught, like you said, if you're you're questioning, you're caught, you have no idea. You're you're these weird people are just. You feel like they're attacking you because you like Bethel and Hillsong music. 
you know in jesus culture in jesus and culture and all this stuff now that's there's a lot 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 more to it and it's very very serious and uh the condition of things right now warrant people to get their their acts and their lives together so absolutely i guess i'll quit rambling on that and i think we're gonna go record a, a psalm so yeah if you haven't joined us for out. our psalm a day come join us we have them up so every morning you can start your day off in a psalm yep. anything else nope all righty